Mornings. Hey, mate, are we still alive in the quaddy? Boy, you got any tips for the weekend? Welcome to Joey and Junior's Punters Club. Yes, it is Joey and Junior's Punters Club. Lee Montagna here from Melbourne, the great Mark War up in Sydney. Welcome to another show, Junior. Um, bit of a rough start the first week, but uh, nice to be back with you. Yeah, g'day, Joey. Uh, it certainly was. The NRL was a, a huge shock. Uh, the Roosters um, getting beat by the potential wooden spoons in the Knights. The, the racing tips, well, I know our stable was, was pretty unlucky, and you're unlucky with your tip as well. We had lots of seconds and thirds at good prices, so maybe if you backed them all each way, you probably would have come out in front anyway. Well, that's right. Hopefully the punters can understand luck in racing and those sorts of things. Our producer wanted us to say we had a shocking start, Mark. But as you just said, you gave us a whole number of tips. A lot of them ran second and third. My best bet was a tragedy beaten. But let's take a listen back to last week, our tips, and then how it unfolded. And the one that I like, my best for the day, race nine, number five, Cardigan Queen. Ran a really good second behind Barb Raider a couple of weeks ago. That goes to the CUNY, Barb Raider. Uh, Cardigan Queen stays at the 1400, perfect gate, third up, drops a couple of kilos. The Ma Eustace camp, I think race nine, number five, Cardigan Queen is the best of the day in Melbourne. Fortunate Kiss moves up to Lena's Legend, and Cardigan Queen is getting the split too. Fortunate Kiss from Cardigan Queen. Fortunate Kiss just in front. Cardigan Queen dived, it's a photo. 11's going to win it for. Fortunate kiss. And then we go up to Gosford. We've got uh, the equal favourite there, Great News, uh, Race 7. She's a, a really good mare. She's She's been multiple uh, listed and, and group placed uh, before. So that's Race 7 at Gosford. Great News. She's going to be very hard to beat. 150 to go. Great News after Majestic Shot. Kinlock's coming very late. Great News. Kinlock over the top. Yes, I think it won. I think Kinlock in the last top will beat Great News. Tragedies. Absolute. Oh. How stiff were we, Junior? Like, like Cardigan <laughs> Queen, seriously, did not yeah. get out till the final hundred. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, that was a last leg of a multi for me. Seriously, oh, no. it annoys you no. so much when you're sitting there waiting for the final leg of a nice big multi. Didn't come off. And again, great news. Looked home. Had to circle the field. You were a big yeah. rap for it. Bloused late. But you did, as we said, gave us, I think, about four seconds and two thirds with all yeah. the runners. Well, Some we did. We had, too. Well, great news was stiff. I mean, she was four five wide, no no cover. Took off at the six hundred, got nabbed on the post. Don't don't drop off her. Yeah, we had Ashman just got beat in the national That's sprint right. at Canberra, uh, about eight to one. We had Sweet Ruby ran third in the Guineas uh, at twenty to one, paid about four eighty a place. We had Oxford Vision just get nutted at eight dollars at Gosford. The list goes on. So our luck's <laughs> got to turn, Joey. Hopefully, we don't want this show to become one of these hard luck shows that every week we talk about being stiff. I think we'll get a few winners today. But before we do, uh, and we look on the track a bit later on, we'll kick off with a bit of AFL because it started last night and a grand final rematch. And I tell you what, very similar scenario. Melbourne were just too good for the Western Bulldogs. I don't know how much of it you saw, Junior, but it was actually played a lot like the grand final where the first quarter, it was like, wow, how good are Melbourne? And then out of nowhere, the Western Bulldogs piled on eight unanswered goals and you thought... Where has this come from? They could upset Melbourne here. And then in the second half, the D's flexed their muscles. They were the better team. And just like grand final day, Christian Petrarca was absolutely unbelievable. Clearly the best player on the ground. I'm pretty bullish on the D's mm. this year. I think Brisbane, I've tipped as the favourite because only because Melbourne are so obvious. But certainly the way Melbourne play, they are going to be right there. But the controversy out of the night wasn't on the field. It was what happened post-match. And... To give you a quick little snapshot for those that have missed out, Tom Morris, a uh, man that we both know at Fox Sports, Mark, he's a, a yep. terrific little journalist, got a lot of inside information. He found out on Monday that Lockie Hunter, who's a leadership group, um, one of the senior players and, and one of their best players, was going to be dropped from the starting 22. 
Luke Beveridge didn't like that because basically he's found out there's a leak in the club. Tom Morris was accurate with his information. Lockie Hunter was going to be the sub. Uh, and then post-game, Tom Morris went into the uh, press conference, and this is how it unfolded. You've got the nerve to ask me a question and even be here. So you've been preying on us the last two times. You barracked for Melbourne, Tom Morris. Been preying on us, causing turmoil within our football club by declaring our team um, well before it needs to be declared. Is that the way Fox want you to operate? Yeah, is that I'm what not... you're doing? Is that the gutter journalist you want to be? No. Is I'm... that is that who you want to be? If you let me answer, right? Luke. So yep. obviously we need to put our hand up and, and say that there's, uh, there's some leakage going on, but you're preying on it. And, and it's a team you barrack for. Your conflict of interest here is considerable. I can't... Are you proud of yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you're proud of yourself? Yeah, Fox backs me. Wow. And to be Tuesday. honest... To be Tuesday. honest... No, no, selection. no, that's enough. That's enough. Next question, please. You're not welcome. No, no, this is the AFL's press conference, and I'll it's sit what? here. It's, it's what, the AFL's press conference. I think we're probably done, aren't we? Yeah, you're an embarrassment to what you do, mate. Strong from Bevo. <laughs> Our boy Tommy didn't back down, though, Junior, did he? You no, know him well. He, he did he a doesn't. lot of the cricket over the summer. He didn't back down because yeah. he knew his mail was right, and Bevo was out of line, let's be honest. I mean, it was quite irrational to say that Tom Morris did that because he's a Melbourne supporter. I mean, he was just reporting on a player being dropped. He, he got the inside information. Uh, but, yeah, it was extraordinary from Bevo. Have you seen anything yeah. like that in, in your time in cricket or anything oh, like that? Yeah, you, you do see the odd coach go off off the deep uh, deep end. But first game of the season, it's going to be a long season for Luke um, Beveridge if he's like that in the first game. But I think, as you said, Joey, it's probably more the leak within the club, you know, how yeah. that's got out. So that's really annoyed him. Plus the loss as well, losing the game. So all that uh, building up. And then you see Tom Morris in front of you, who he thinks, yeah. <laughs> Luke thinks is a, obviously a big Melbourne supporter. So he thinks there's some sort of conspiracy there. So it just all added up to, to Luke not being able to control himself. So not a good start, is it, for the Bulldogs? And obviously uh, for Luke, he'll probably regret uh, you know, that, those actions in that uh, press yeah, conference. And it's going to be a distraction for the club. There's going to be now some, you know, some fracturing, whether it's people looking over their shoulder, who is it and what. But um, yeah, I reckon Tommy Morris's wry grin would have just driven Bevo crazy in that press conference. So we'll keep an eye on that one. And I'll mm. give some footy bets a little bit later. Before we get on to the racing bets, uh, Junior, the other one we touched on last week's show was the cricket. Yep. I was probably leaning towards the draw. I thought the $3.40 were good odds, considering Australia struggled to take uh, any more than about five wickets in the first test. But really, you thought Australia were going to win. And in hindsight, they should have won. They got them seven oh. for... Uh, I watched the last sort of 45 minutes. Kawaja dropped the catch, which would have made him eight for with a couple of overs to go. They just couldn't close it out, the Aussies. No, look, it was a thrilling test match. Played on a, on a terrible pitch again. I've got to say, it, the pitch was an absolute road. You know, it made it very difficult for any sort of result. But when Australia led by 408 on the first innings with two days to go, you just had to be on them. They just had to win. They had to, you'd think they'd create enough chances to win from there, which they did. Steve Smith dropped a, a few catches. There was a lot of half chances and Usman Khawaja at the end dropped a sitter. Uh, Rizwan, um, that would have uh, meant that Pakistan were eight down with three or four overs to go and Australia was still a hope of winning um, that test match. But they made all the running Australia. They were really unlucky probably not to win the test match. So I think Pakistan were just there playing for the draw from the get-go. But, um, you know, they've got to produce better pitches than that in Pakistan. You know, that's just that's just a road. You know, the bowlers had no chance. There was not much reverse swing except for one period there in the Pakistan first innings where Australia bowled really well. But apart from that, it was awfully hard work. So now we go to the third test uh, in Lahore. And I was just looking at the odds this morning. Pakistan 275 to win the draw, 325 Australia 250. 
Well, I can't see Pakistan winning. They just don't have the firepower to beat us. So it's either a draw or Australia to win without seeing, the, obviously, the pitch conditions. If you back the draw and Australia, it'd still probably come out in front, I think, in the third test. Yeah, we'll stiff on that one as well. Hey, just quickly, bowlers, do they get really like they care a lot about their bowling figures and their averages? Like, would they be so flat with some of their what their well, averages are going to do bowling over there? Well, they would be. Look at poor Mitch Swepson played his first test. <laughs> what did he get? None for 150. He actually bowled quite well. Um, although I thought Pat Cummins bowled him too much uh, towards the, the back end of that game. I, I thought he should have bowled himself, Pat Cummins, with that second new ball. But yeah, look, it's it's one of those series where the bowlers just hoping Jesus series has got to end quickly because this is just hard work in hot conditions. Nothing there, no seam, a little bit of swing, not much spin. So yeah, it's a batsman's paradise in Pakistan at the moment. Yeah, if there's any hope for Mitch Swepson, remember that late great Shane Warne, he exactly. went, went for about one for 150, didn't he, in his first at test match? At least, yeah, yeah, against so, India. Um, Anyway, we'll go to the racing now, Junior, because we spoke about our bets. And uh, by the way, a lot of our bets, the, the money was the money came for our tips. I think when we were backing them on the as we speak on a Thursday, they were sort of three, four dollars. They ended up mm. all starting two dollars fifty, two dollars sixty, and, and just got bloused, as we said off the top. But what have you got for us this week? What's the war stable got? And a couple of your best bets okay. for the weekend, please. All right, we'll start with uh, the war stable. We haven't got a lot of runners. Um uh, in the next few days, but we've got uh, a cut, three runners at Newcastle today. So it's a big meeting up at Newcastle today. Later on in the day, we start with the Provincial Midway Championship Heap. Uh, it's race seven. We've got a horse called Daphne Jean. Now, she is a very, very smart mare. She's currently around, Charlie could tell us, but I think she's around the 7 or $8 mark today in that uh, race seven at Newcastle, Daphne Jean. She's drawn a bit tricky out in nine, but she's got Tommy Berry to ride. She's second up from long spell. Her first up run was tremendous uh, in another one of these heats where she'd come from last and ran fourth. So today, I think um, each way you can't lose. Daphne Jean, race seven, around the $8 mark. Then we go to race nine, which was uh, a race that was supposed to be on yesterday at the Kensington track. The races were called off yesterday, so they've added this race on uh, to the program at Newcastle. That's race nine. We've got two runners. We've got number one, Bethancourt. Uh, he's currently around, uh, I think, around $4.50. He's got 61.5 kilos, but he's the best horse in the race, Bethancourt. He's going well, so he's, he's, he'll give us a great sight. And then we've got, uh, in the same race, number seven, White Boots. Now, he's probably more of a place chance around, you know, the $4 mark for a place. I reckon he's a good place bet, White Boots. And Bethancourt, we hope, can win. So they're the, the runners at Newcastle today. And then we'll go to Rose Hill on Saturday. Just the one runner, race one, uh, number seven, Holy Rain. Now, he drew... He's drawn the car park again. He ran fifth there last Saturday in a midway race. This is a pretty similar sort of race. He's drawn out wide again. Um, but he's he's a pretty good place chance, I think. I think he'll run in the first four. Uh, he's $4.60 a place currently at the moment, $15 a win. So small win bet, big place bet, holy rain on Saturday at Rose Hills. That's the, the war stable runners the next uh, few days. Beautiful. Very good. And have you got anything else at Rose Hill over the weekend that uh, you just like with the, as your couple of best bets for yes. the day? Yeah, I Go do, uh, Joey. Now, we've got great racing. We've got five Group 1s um, yeah. at Rose Hill on Saturday, I think, and the All-Star Mile at Flemington. But, um, I mean, the Golden Slipper, I, I haven't got a best bet in that. But for the sake of a bet, I do like Jackano each way there. Um, the Mick Price-trained uh, horse, the Rubik Colt, uh, Jackano. So I think it's about $11. So that's that's in the slipper. But that's not my best bet. It's just a, a tip there. My best bet is actually in Race 7, the George Ryder Stakes, number 2, Maonga. At around the $4 mark. Now, this horse ran second, first up in the Futurity Stakes at Caulfield. Enormous run. Come from last. It's two from two at Rose Hill. Uh, so, likes the track. Um, so, Mo- Moanga. Race seven, number two is uh, my best. And also, race six, number one, Animo, 
in the Rose Hill Guineas. Uh, around even money, Godolphin Colt, Star Colt, ran, on, ran home strongly last start to just get beat. So they're my two best, race seven, number two, and race six, number one uh, from Rose Hill. Beautiful. Like it. I like it. In Melbourne, as you said, we've got great racing as well. We've got the All-Star Mile, which has become a feature in the autumn here at Flemington. Uh, I tell you what, I'm liking I'm Thunderstruck at $6.50. The only thing is it's drawn gate one for a horse that's going to get back. It is going to need luck uh, if it does get it. And I think at $6.50 at an each-way price, I'm prepared to take a bit of a punt that John McNeil can find a little gap, thread through late. And if it does, watch it sprout wings and try and get over the top of them. It is a Group 1 horse. It won mm. the Turak in the spring. Uh, I just think it's a good price. We're going to need some luck, but I'm on. I'm thunderstruck in the All-Star Mile. And the two best that I've found for the weekend in race seven at uh, at Flemington. It's a two-horse race for mine, Gentleman Roy and Bermudez. I like Gentleman Roy. I think it's got strong form. It's 10 starts, five wins, three placings. The last two, it's been over Flemington, 1,600. First one at one by four lengths. Then it got beaten by a star in Yonsei. I think at $3.40, I'm keen to be on Gentleman Roy. It'll be up on speed, and I think it should win. The other one over in Morfittville, race five. I Ooh, like all banter. Wide. Yeah, going wide at, at Morfittville, all banter. I like this horse. It ran down in Melbourne last start in a listed race at Flemington. Just got beaten by Malkovich, got within a length of them. Uh, I think over back at Morfittville, track and distance specialist, a couple of kilo claim. It's only short, about $2.50, but I think all banter will win in Adelaide, race five. So there we go. There are our tips for the races, yes. and we'll uh, get Charlie to keep an eye on them for us and mm-hmm. post some odds, and we'll backtrack and have a look how they go next week. But then if we go now to rugby league, and you touched on it off the top, Junior, but your same game multi, we're going to have to have it. <laughs> you declared the Sydney Roosters. You thought they were certainties to beat the Newcastle Knights. You think the Roosters are a chance to win the flag. Knights are a big chance to win the wooden spoon. I think oh. you took the line at minus 19. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see the game, and I thought, I'll just check the results. And then I noticed that, Newcastle won by about 16 or 18 points. So you just missed out on your, well, your same listen, game multi. If you're going to get beat, you may as well get beat by a furlong as get beaten by a short half head. So It's the same, isn't it? Yeah, the that's the same result. So. Yeah. But uh, go again with a couple of your NRL bets, <laughs> same well, game multi, and we'll geez, keep tabs on these. I'm a bit gun shy here, Joey. Um, <laughs> well, there was there was two or three major upsets last week. I mean, that yeah, was, was a complete upset. Um you know, the Roosters getting beat by the potential wooden spooners by the Knights. And, and South got beat by the Broncos. That Broncos. was another mm. really big upset. And Penrith actually um, played beautifully against the Seagulls. Everyone was tipping the Seagulls. So there were some some big upsets there last week. I'm, I'm really uh, gun-shy here there uh, this, this time round. So our same game multi is the Broncos versus the Dogs, which is the last game of the round on... Uh, your Dogs too, Jim. Yeah, good win. The, the Sunday. So, yeah. Look, I, they, they won 6-4 in what was an arm wrestle against the Cowboys. Not a particularly good game of football. It was played in pretty ordinary conditions. The Broncos played really well. You know, that was a, a big win against South. So I feel a bit torn here. So my same game, multi, I'm just going to go with two legs. I'm, I just want to get off the oh. mark. I don't want to go with three legs. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going with the Is that even the a dog. same game multi if you only got two legs? No, you can have two legs. Can? I'm pretty yeah, okay. sure. Yeah. Should we go to the match referee? <laughs> No, 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 you can. No, you can. Oh, you can yeah, have okay. two legs. Of course yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. I checked it out, Joey. I'm not that stupid. I, I, I did check it it's out. It's a very lame same game. Well, hang on, hang on, That's hang all on. right. Go for it. We just want to tuck one off the pads for a couple down the f- square leg. You know, I'm not looking to hit <laughs> a six over the, over the ropes, back over the bowler's <laughs> head. So we're going with the dogs at the plus six and a half. I think that's around $1.57. So um, I think they're going to win in a tight one. And... So we've got that plus six and a half at a dollar fifty-seven into total game score under uh, 
minus 40 and a half at a dollar 90 so i think it's going to be a low scoring game because the dogs traditionally struggle to score points the broncos as well so that's at a dollar 90 under uh 40 and a half points so that uh, t- same game multi i reckon comes to $3 262 262 a dollar 50 into a dollar 90 yeah it is under 40 and a half points into plus 6 and a half 2 dollar 62 on blue bet there you go She's, <laughs> I, I must be bad at maths because I, I, uh, I put that up this morning and it, it come up three dollars. So we'll make that. Well, it's going to be hopefully that, it's that an doesn't sound right. A dollar fifty-seven into a dollar ninety. Charlie, are you? I've got it there. Your... I've got it here in front of me. Dollar fifty-seven <sighs> is minus plus six and a half yeah. for the dogs into yeah. under forty and a half at dollar ninety. And then you're getting currently getting two sixty-two for those two legs. So not the most exciting same game multi, <laughs> is it? <laughs> Well, you know what, well, Charlie? I, I thought it was $3, but anyway. Okay, right. Charlie. Charlie, no. for, the pun- for the punters that um, want to try and go for the six instead of just flicking one off the pads, I'm going to do my footy same game multi, which is probably a bit more of my specialty, I think, than the racing, but we'll see how we go. And I am just trying to uh, come down the wicket first up, June. You hit one over the fence. I'm not All just right. going to block because we're going to go to the St. Kilda Collingwood <laughs> game on Friday night under the roof at Marvel Stadium. Um I think St Kilda should really win this one. Collingwood, I don't have high hopes for this season. A new coach, new game plan. But St Kilda have expectations to play final. So they're, the line's minus 7.5. I think that St Kilda should win by at least a goal. So take the minus 7.5. Then the disposal markets for me is, a, I reckon, pretty straightforward one because you can get 20-plus disposals for Scotty Pendlebury, who does that in his sleep. Uh, Jack Crisp for 20-plus disposals, who last season only didn't, Three times he failed to get 20 disposals. He's now a permanent midfielder. So they'll both get 20. For the Saints, Brad Hill will get 20-plus. Now that he's gone to a halfback flank, he uh, he started finding a lot more of the ball at the back end of last season. You take a few kickouts, that counts as a stat as well, Junior. So Brad Hill will mm-hmm. get 20-plus. And Jade Gresham's the one that I'm throwing in. He's $2.05 to get 20-plus disposals. But the Saints have got a few injuries to their midfielders. Gresham is a star. He's been injured the last couple of seasons, but he's been building to full fitness I think you'll get 20-plus disposal. So if you put those four players in, plus Max King for one goal and Mason Cox for one goal, the two bigs at either end will both kick a goal. That comes to a nice even $10, if I'm correct, Charlie. That is correct, $10. So it's a nice legs. even one. There's two players for Bris- uh, sorry, two players for Collingwood to get 20-plus disposals, Crisp and Pendlebury. Two players for the Saints, Hill and Gresham. A goal each to the big key forwards and the Saints at the line, $10, Junior. Take that one All and right. we can build a kitty. Well, I, I that's that sounds good. I, I better add. Let's add something to my one because I'm getting a bit embarrassed. <laughs> let's add Josh Addo Carter score a try for the Bulldogs. Now I'm just looking up. He's a dollar ninety to be a try scorer. So let's add that on, um, Charlie. That uh, is six dollars now. That takes it to oh, those three. There you go. Now. There we go. Now now we're getting in a little bit. I'm just doing it myself because I don't trust you, Charlie. I'm, <laughs> I just don't trust your mathematics there at the moment. I'm just going off the lovely Bluebet app. Yeah, well, I'm on the Bluebet app too. Yeah, I'm on it. I'm, I'm just trying to. I swear I got three dollars as other ones. Yeah, we got, we got, we'll have to sort this one. Anyway, out. I, I, that's anyway, my. We got that right. So now we're going to do this. We're going to do something new, Charlie. And you're in this one as well. The three of us every week are going to pick one bet, and we're going to combine it and have our own multi. So it can be racing, it can be NRL, AFL. We're all going to put one in each, and we're going to have a little group punters club. All right, and we'll see how we go, and then we can pay for a bit of a. I don't know, end of season trip somewhere at the end of the year. So uh, anyone, Charlie, you want to go first? Have you found yeah, something? Yeah, I've got like? something. Yeah, definitely. In Rugby League, uh, the 4 o'clock Sunday game. So obviously uh, Junior backed against the Knights in round one. 
Yep. And I think that round performance probably isn't a sign of things to come for them. I think they'll probably struggle this season. <laughs> and I've actually gone for the West Tigers at $3.15 to beat them in Newcastle on Sunday afternoon at 4 o'clock. Wow. $3.15. Yeah, I, I don't mind Tigers. that. I don't mind Ooh. that, Charlie. Yeah, there was t- a few West Tigers players under a concussion uh, query, I think. Was Luke Brooks one of them? I think the Luke Tigers? Brooks is going to play. He's been named to play. Okay. Um, they've got... I think apart from injuries, obviously Dewey's out for the first 10 weeks of the year, but apart from that, they're pretty much full strength. Okay. All right. That's Sunday afternoon, is it? Sunday afternoon, four Beautiful. o'clock. Gives me something do, to watch Sunday. Do you want me to go o'clock? second then? Do you yep, want me to go, go second? Well, well, I'm I'm a glutton for punishment. The Roosters were so bad last week. I think they're going to turn it around big time this week. They've got a great coach in Trent Robinson. I think they've got a, a super side. So I'm going to back them. I think they're around a dollar eighty, Charlie, against the Seagulls. Um, so I'm tipping the Roosters to bounce back. The Seagulls were poor as well last week, so I expect them to bounce back as well, but not as strongly as the Roosters. So I'm going to get take the Roosters to win that at a dollar eighty. Right, punch the punch those two in, Charlie, because then I'm also going to give my best for the round. As I said earlier, I think St Kilda to cover the line seven and a half against Collingwood. I think Collingwood are probably a bottom four, bottom five team. The Saints should be playing finals. A new coach first up for the Pies. I think they might struggle. St Kilda love playing at Marvel Stadium under the roof. If they bring their pressure game, they should win this one. They've been in pretty good form in the preseason. So the Saints at the line at $1.90. That is paying $10.59. So it's pretty juicy. Like that one. Beautiful. Mm. Okay. We're going to be millionaires by the end of next week. Or the end of the weekend, actually. (laughs) Of course we are. If we're not already. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> no, it's been uh, – okay, we've got all those tips there, so hopefully the, the uh, punters have had a good listen. We were very stiff last week. We've got yeah. more confidence. We'll get a few winners this week. So hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back to do it all again next week on Joey and Junior's Punters Club. Thanks to Bluebet.